You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Laxatives. After America had won the Revolutionary War, Ethan Allen went to England, and the British were being pompous pricks. Thinking they were funny, the British hung a portrait of George Washington in an outhouse, where Ethan Allen would surely see it. After taking care of business, he made no comment about it. When the British asked him about the portrait, Ethan Allen told them that it was a very appropriate place for an Englishman to hang the picture. Because nothing will make an Englishman shit as quickly as the sight of George Washington. So, let's get rolling. In fall of 1781, the last major battle of the American Revolutionary War was fought in Yorktown, Virginia. America and France collaborated and kicked some major British booty. When news of the British defeat at Yorktown reached England, support for the war in America faded in both Parliament and with the public. England agreed to begin peace negotiations immediately. John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, and John Jay all went to Britain to broker a peace deal. Nobody knew what kind of society or what kind of government the new American nation was going to implement. For the time being, all that mattered was diplomacy. Benjamin Franklin was absolutely instrumental in nailing down peace negotiations between the British and American diplomats. At first, the British didn't want to recognize United States independence. Of course, the American delegation refused to budge on that topic, and eventually the British gave in. While temperaments were hot, smart British officials saw this as an opportunity to build a lucrative trade alliance with the new American nation. The Treaty of Paris was signed, and the Liberty Bell rang loud and proud with the news. Great Britain would recognize the former colonies as a new independent nation, the United States of America. The treaty set new borders for the country, opened up the Mississippi River to exploration by both the United States and Great Britain. The Northwest Territory became property of the United States. American debts to the British were kaput and void. And fair treatment would be given to American citizens who had remained loyal to Great Britain during the Revolutionary War. And, arguably, the most important part of the treaty was that fishing rights were granted to America. All in all, it was a pretty legit deal. Although the Treaty of Paris ended the war for independence, it couldn't hold a torch to what happened next. When Julius Caesar stormed the gates of Rome, he never relinquished his power. In fact, throughout history, most conquerors weren't man enough to let go of the power they had. That is until George Washington. In what would be known as the Newburgh Conspiracy, General Washington met an army of officers who were frustrated with the Congress and furious that they hadn't been paid for their efforts during the war. Washington told the officers he was on their side, yet they were pretty pissed, and rightfully so. When Washington had finished speaking, he took a letter out of his pocket that he had received from a member of the Continental Congress. He stumbled over it and hesitated for quite some time, fumbling to put his glasses on. Before reading the letter, Washington sadly said, Gentlemen, you must pardon me. I have grown old in the service of my country, 
and now find that I'm growing quite blind. Within moments, not a single officer cared about whether or not they would be paid. Whatever the letter said didn't matter, as all of the officers started crying and realized that Washington had given at least as much, if not more, for the service of America as any of them had. They all unanimously voted to support General Washington and the Continental Congress. In addition to the love of his men, George Washington had it all. He could have become America's new king and maintained the powers of a dictator. There was nothing stopping Washington from ruling all the lands of America. Yet, with the military under his control, he simply walked away. Having now finished the work assigned to me, I retire from the great theater of action and bidding an affectionate farewell to this august body under whose orders I have so long acted. I here offer my commission and take any leave of all the employment of public life. Okay, listeners, think for a moment if you would do the same. If you were in charge, would you let the power go? Think about your Congress, your Senate, and your president. If term limits didn't exist, would they let the power go? Oh, and term limits? Yeah, Washington set the precedent for those too. It takes a real leader to relinquish real power. George Washington just wanted to return to his home at Mount Vernon and live out his days. And he did. That is, until his nation called upon him once again.